the life of faith. Because the justified, those that have been justified, those that have been made righteous, it says, shall live by faith. And the issue with many people is we turn faith into a work. For a lot of times when the subject of faith comes up, we immediately look at ourself. My, and we say my faith. And we start looking about how much faith I have. And, and it's all about how obtaining more faith. And if you get enough faith, then enough faith will move God, which is ridic ridiculous. Ridiculous. See, the, the gospel proclaims that God moved 2,000 years ago. God moved at the cross of Jesus Christ. We have now entered into that Sabbath rest. God is resting again. Do you know, everybody says that, you know, on the seventh day God cre or created the heavens and the earth and everything was done, and on the seventh day that he rested from all his work. Do you know that that, that is just, that is a type and shadow. Now, it really happened. Let me, some because pe some people go weird on that too. It really happened, but it was a type and shadow. Do you know that when man fell, God went back to work? He went back to work re in, in the redeeming process. That red line that goes from, the, from Genesis all the way to revel, the revelation of Jesus Christ, that red line of Christ, he sovereignly worked his, his plan into human history to get us to where we are today. But 2,000 years ago, God finally was able to rest. In the finished work of Christ, Everything is complete. When Jesus says it is finished, that means it's finished. There is nothing to add to it. We do not need to add to the finished work of Jesus Christ. It's set in eternity forever. It's unchanging truth what Jesus Christ has accomplished through the death, burial, and resurrection. He has done it. It is complete. And now we live in it. Our faith does not make something true. Because it's true, we have faith. That's a huge difference. See, humanity was created in an image of God. We were created in an image of God. And we are, we all have, all of humanity has faith. But, but the faith that humanity has is a Natural faith. I mean, people, it's just basic natural faith. And, and people, I've heard things in the church, church trying to explain what faith is. And they, and they take a chair and, and they say, when you sit down in that chair, you're using faith that that chair is going to hold you. Or when you go to the airport and you get onto a plane, you, you, you see that you're using faith that that airplane is going to get you to your destination and not fall out of the sky. You know, a parachute, you're using faith that that parachute's going to hold you. When you go through an intersection, you have faith that the other person's going to stop and go through. Yes, that's forms of faith, but that's natural faith. It's based on what you can see. It's based on what you can touch. It's based on what you can hear. It's based on what you can smell or taste. It's based on your experience living in this world. If you were to go to that chair and it only had three legs, and it was wobbly and, and, and broken down. You're not going sit, to sit in it. Why? Because you can see. You don't have faith to sit in it. Why? Because it's of what you can see. You go through that intersection, and the car, cars are zooming through the red light. You're going to stop at a green light. Why? Why won't you just use faith and drive right through it? Because it's natural faith. If, if you're getting on that airplane and there's smoke coming out of the engine, you're not getting on that plane, right? If, 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 if you are going to jump from a, from a plane with a parachute on your back, and you can see that the, the, the strings to the parachute are all frayed and torn, and some of them are about to break, you're going to jump out using that? 
See, it's, it's, it's just natural faith. It's natural faith. And everyone, because we're creating the image of God, has this ability to operate just in, in natural faith. This is human faith. And so often the church confuses human faith with the God kind of faith, with supernatural faith. There's a difference. There's a difference between the faith of God and natural human faith. So what is the God kind of faith? In Romans chapter 5, verse 17, it says, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. This is talking about Abraham and God speaking over Abram's life. And it says, in the presence of him who he believed. That is God who believed. That is God. In the presence of God who believes, who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that do not exist. God's faith is able to make dead things live and cause things that do not physically exist to come into existence. There's a little bit difference of, uh, between human faith and God's kind of faith, isn't there? God's faith does not need the physical for it to be true. God's faith does not need the physical for it to be true. Do you know that the spiritual, God speaking things into existence, created everything that's physical? He speaks them before they physically exist. That's a huge difference between looking at a chair and saying, yeah, that's got four legs. It, it looks like it can hold 225, maybe 235. When you were saved, when you were saved, you had to believe in things that you could not perceive with your flesh. Most people have never seen God. Most people have never seen the devil. Most people have never seen heaven. They've never seen hell. How many of you have ever seen a sin? Now, you've seen people sin. You've seen the effects of sin. You've seen the actions of sin. But how many have you have seen the noun sin. Do you know the book of Romans talks about sin and almost 99% of the time it's talking about the noun of sin. And what is a noun? A person, place, or thing. So sin is actually a person, place, or thing. We always focus on the verb, the action of sinning. God focuses on the noun. God removes the noun and when you believe that God's removed the noun, then the verb is removed also. That's the most English I've done since high school. But anyways, do you understand that? Have you ever seen a sin? Have, it's a person, place, or thing. The noun of sin. I've never seen a sin. What does a sin look like? What does, right? So how do you know when they're taken away? If you've never seen one, how do you know? You, you, you are believing something. You are believing something that you have no way of actually knowing that it's true. How, how, many, how many of you um, have seen the Lamb's Book of Life? How many of you believe that your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life? My name's written in there, right? You <laughs> see, we, we believe things that are invisible, that can't be experienced by our five physical senses. The only way you can do this is with supernatural faith, not human faith. The only way that you can do this is through supernatural faith, through God's faith. And, and don't get, you, you, I know some of you might be getting caught up on me saying God's faith and using God's faith. Well, just let's get to the end of the, the message, okay? See, God called Abram, which Abram means prince, Abraham. He changed his name, right? And Abraham means father of many nations. So God created the heavens and the earth 
by saying, light, let there be light, and light was. Do you see this? God chose to call Abraham, Abram Abraham, before Abraham had any offspring. He's calling things that aren't as though they were. And he's given Abraham an ability to call things that aren't as though they were. Think about this. Abraham was a pretty prestigious guy in his life. He was, he was richer than in kings in, in some nations. When kings went to battle and they lost, Abraham went, took his men, beat the other, other kingdom, and brought back the, the king and all the spoils with them. That's how, that's how influential Abra, Abram was. Now understand something. There was a time in Abram's life that he had to go around and tell people, don't call me Abram anymore. He said, you call me Abraham, father of nations. And I'm sure there's people that call them that just because of who Abram was, right? But tell me there wasn't any snickering in the background. When they're on their camels riding back from coffee that morning, they're not, they're not saying, who's he think? He doesn't even have kids. The guy can't even have kids. And, and now we're supposed to be calling him the father of nations? He has no heir. Think about that. Abraham had to do that. He had to tell all his servants. He had to tell Sarah. Everyone had to call him Abraham. Because God calls things that aren't as though they were. God created this whole physical universe by speaking out things into to existence. You understand that? The only, and, and, and God said, let there be light, right? What's interesting about this is that he spoke light into existence, and it wasn't until four days later that he created the sun, the moon, and the stars. How's that work? He's God. It works. Light came into existence. See, when we embrace salvation, it's like jumping out of a plane with a parachute that you cannot see. Now, am I recommending you jump out of a plane with a parachute you can't see? No. Because you don't have God's word on it. See, this is where people get goofy about faith. You can only believe, you can only say what God says. You can't just say whatever. You're not God. We say what God says. What God says is true is what we say is true. That's faith. Even if you can't see it. Even if it doesn't feel like it. Even if if everything is contrary to it. It takes supernatural faith to be born again. It takes the God kind of faith. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. So there's, we are saved by grace through faith. Grace is what saves us, and, and the grace of God has come to all men. But not all of it, not all of it have come through it by faith. You understand that? And it is not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Understand something. God's grace and God's faith are both needed to receive salvation. And both are a gift from God. You do not have the grace to save yourself, the power to save yourself, and you do not have the faith to save yourself. 
Both of them are given to us by God as, as a gift. Do you, do you understand that? This takes all pride. None of it is a work. None of us can boast when I gave my life to God. No, he gave you the faith to give yourself to your life to God. God's word, look at this. God's word, which is Jesus, right? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The gospel is the word of God. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. You understand that? Jesus is the seed of our salvation, right? God's word, which is Jesus, contains the grace and faith of God that we must hear to be born again. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God in context. It's talking about the gospel, and in context, some translations, it's actually Christos, which is faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. The word of God itself has the faith needed to embrace the grace of God. Look at how the Holy Spirit reveals this in 1 Peter. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. For you have been born again, not of seed which is perishable, but imperishable. That is, through the living and enduring word of God. We are, we are born again by the word of God. The word of God is living. And it's not perishable, it's imperishable. It's perfect. That word seed there is where it's in the Greek is, is um, I, I can't, it's basically where we get the, the word sperm from. The sper, sperm, I think is in the, how they pronounce it in the Greek or something like that. Literally, the word of God has the life of God in, in it. How does this work? I don't know. But I believe it by supernatural faith, has the, the power in it to resurrect, to bring to life a new creation within you that never existed before. And, 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 and God's word carries that with it. And, 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 and we need God's word that carries the life of God and that believes that Jesus was God, that he came in the flesh, that he lived a perfect life, that he carried our sin and died our death and was raised on the third day, and by faith in him, we can receive his life, and that faith came from the seed of the word of God that proclaimed the good news of the gospel. See, the seed, the word of God, had everything in it to make you a son or daughter of God. You know, right, right now, we're living... In one, I, I have one pet peeve about the creation, and that's cottonwoods. My goodness. And it seems like this year is horrible. But you got snow falling from the sky, and it's not snow, it's seed. These little puffballs are coming down. Have you ever grabbed one of those puffballs and looked at that seed? It, it is minuscule. It is so small. But those cottonwoods grow to be huge, huge, huge trees. I mean, just as large as an oak tree. Do you know in that one little seed is everything that is needed for that tree? That's, that boggles your mind. Do you know that seed that they found seed in, in clay pots over in the Middle East that are thousands of years old. And they took the seed out of those clay pots and they planted it. And it grew. It never loses its power. Do you know that a seed has to die before it can live? The seed actually dies in the earth and then, all of a sudden, resurrection life produces out of that seed. The Word of God, the Word of God, which is Jesus Christ, died 
And that seed comes into our lives, and we see that we have died in Christ. And in that death, we have the power to resurrect by the grace of God into the identity of Christ Jesus living within us in our born-again spirit. That's why it takes supernatural faith. See, the, the seed has everything in it to make you a son or daughter of God. Do you, know, do you know whose faith it is that justifies you, that makes you righteous? See, is it, is, do we have to believe that we're righteous? And, and then when we have faith in our righteousness in Christ Jesus, then it's so. Look at, look at, look at what the Bible teaches. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Whose faith justifies us? Jesus Christ. Even when we believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith of, by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. We are justified by the faith of Jesus Christ, and we believe in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. Your justification, your righteousness is not because of your faith. It's because of the faith of Jesus Christ. Well, where did the faith of Jesus Christ come from? It came from the word that was preached to you. God gave it to you by grace. It was a gift. See, when, you, when God gave you the gift of faith through the hearing of the gospel, you were able to receive his grace to be saved. Now, this is important. These are foundations here. This is important stuff because this is how we're supposed to live. This is how we're supposed to live. It says this, this, this same faith, the very faith of Jesus, is what sustains us in that grace. It is not your faith that justifies you or makes you righteous. It is the very faith of Jesus. And who is Jesus? God. The supernatural faith of God that sustains us, that saves us, that makes us righteous. And it's given to you as a gift. See, once a person receives the faith to be born again, they are now to live by that same supernatural faith. You receive faith at salvation. You receive faith at salvation. Because God has already provided the grace for your salvation. See, your faith doesn't provide the grace. God provided the, the grace. You just receive it by faith. Why? Because it's already true. You're not making something happen. It's already happened in Christ Jesus. You're just embracing it. And God, um, God chose you, and now you're choosing God. The only thing that our... So it doesn't save us. The only, the only thing our free will can do is condemn us. Because God has already done everything to save us. He's already put us in Christ. He has already, he, he's already given you the faith to believe. The only thing that your rejecting of the truth does is condemn you. So that's all you can boast in. The only thing you can boast in is, I'm going to hell by my free will. There's nothing to boast in. It's all of God. And this supernatural faith comes at the point when the gospel is preached. I, I have seen it in people's eyes before. I have seen it in people's eyes before. The gospel of, of Jesus Christ preached to them. And I can see the lights come on in their, in their face. And I've seen them reject it. I have seen it. God did everything on his part. But the free will and the pride of life just cause it. There's so many things. What am I going to tell my family? The things I got to change. My life would be totally different. There's so many things that, that 
foolish, stupid things that people choose rather than choosing Christ. And listen to me. As believers, as Christians, we make, still make those same... I know you're not supposed to say stupid, but it is. It's stupid. Stupid choices in our daily lives instead of choosing the faith of Christ in our situations. We do it. We're supposed to... Be the, the, the just, the justified live by faith. Who... You are justified by the faith of Jesus Christ. Now you live life by that same faith in Jesus Christ. I don't know if you're getting. Help me, Holy Spirit. See, once you're born again, you receive the faith of God. In Galatians 2, Verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Some translations, see this is, you've got to be students of the Bible, you've got to understand, you've got to be a lovers of the word. Some translations you read says, I live by, um, I live by the faith. Um, faith in the Son of God. But that's totally out of con- context, and it's totally out of everything else that we, we've seen so far. We live in, the, the life we now live in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God. God's faith, Jesus' faith, who loved me and gave himself for me. You, you were born again by supernatural faith, You were justified by supernatural faith of Jesus, and now we are to live by that same supernatural faith of Jesus Christ. See, a lot of people have turned faith into a formula. We we turn faith into something that people do. Some people have great faith. Some people have little faith. Some some people have defective faith. Some people have, have faith that works all the time. No. It's not your faith. It's Jesus' faith. And he's given it to you as a gift. I mean, you know this, right? Because this is how we live. This is how, right? See, we need to understand. This is so important. This is so important. These are not just messages that I, I, I put together so you have a reason to show up and... and Put your little check mark next to your religious duty and say, God, I went to church Sunday. Now you, do, you have to bless me. No, this is so you awaken that you're already blessed in Christ Jesus. There's a banquet table before you right in the presence of your enemies. And, and Jesus is filling your cup, and he's filling it to overflowing. You, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't know when it's enough. You've got to tell God, that's enough. Stop. It's, can't you see it's overflowing? He, he fills my cup with overflowing. Overflows. There's a banquet table. Jesus Christ has done it all. We are back into Eden. We are in paradise. Again, these were types and shadows. The promised land was a type and shadow for the days that we live now in Christ Jesus. And And what happened? They went into a place with homes they did not build, vineyards they didn't plant. What do you mean? They didn't work for any of that stuff? No, it was all provided to them by God. Guess what? In the spirit, in what God has done by destroying death, sin, and the grave, he has taken you into the promised land. And the abundance that is ours in Christ Jesus is already there for us because Jesus provided it, and we don't have to work for it. This is the way of life. This is how sons and daughters live. This is the way of the kingdom. The just shall live by faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. Whatever is not of faith is sin. This is how the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. There's always faith. There's always more faith. Why? Because it's not your faith. It's Jesus' faith. 
Be honest with yourself. Do you live by the faith of Christ Jesus? Do you live by the faith of Christ Jesus? <laughs> Some areas you do. The church is really good in the area of salvation. By live, living by the faith of, of, of Christ Jesus. The church is somewhat good by being justified by the faith of Christ. But we still let shame, guilt, and condemnation. We still allow, we still allow sin to become our identity rather than Christ to become our, our identity. Our righteousness to become our identity. Do you know if we believed that we were 100% made righteous by the faith of Jesus Christ, sin wouldn't be a problem. There are some areas we do, but, but, there's, but we are to live by the faith of the Son of God. That's how we live. Do you know how you can tell <clears throat> where you're allowing the grace and faith of Jesus to reign in your life? And where you're not, places that you struggle in life, whether it's in attitudes, whether it's in whether it's in um, your body, your your mind, your your finances, uh, maybe it's an anger, maybe it's an unforgiveness. All of those areas is where you are not appropriating the grace and faith of Jesus. It's in the areas where we're constantly missing the mark. And, this, and listen, you're sitting there thinking, well, he's beating me up. No, I'm not. I'm waking you up that there's, there's freedom. There's answer. This is the answer. You don't have to miss the mark. You have already been given everything you need for life and godliness. Right? First Peter. We were born again and now live by the supernatural faith of God himself. This is why Jesus was able to make this statement in John chapter 14, verse 12. Here's, here's one that people don't believe. Verily, verily, Jesus said, truly, truly. If the Son of God, who never lied, has to say truly, truly, this is truth, boys, listen up. You know he's about to say something you're going to choke on. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And, and what we do, what we do is we start talking about, I wonder what the greater works are. I wonder what the greater works are. Maybe it's because we're able to preach the gospel over airwaves and internet and Folks, we have no business wondering what the greater works are until we start doing the works that Jesus did. Right? Je Jesus said, listen up, this is true. The works that I did, you will do. And even greater works than these because I go to the Father. Has Jesus Christ went to the Father? Then you have the ability to do the exact same works that Jesus Christ has done. Can we, we, can we at least prophesy that into our life? Lord, you have equipped me to do the works that Jesus Christ has done. I desire to operate in the faith and grace of God that you have given me to do the works of Jesus. Can we at least start entertaining that? He said, truly, truly. Can we at least get one truly? It's, it's half true for us. Can we at least get that much? It's true. And, and you know why? Do you know why it's so hard to, to, to say 
I'm going to do the works that Jesus did, even though Jesus said it, it's because we think it's by our faith. We think it's by our ability. If you believe that you had the faith of Jesus, if you believe that you have the grace, the anointing of Jesus, if you believe that, all of a sudden, it doesn't sound so hard anymore, does it? Ah, I know. We're having fun. This is why Jesus told his disciples, you do not need more faith. You need to learn to use what you already have. Put your faith to work. And some of us, we need to just start putting our faith to work in small things. In small things. Let's believe God. Let's get through a headache without reaching for the Advil. Let's believe God for a headache. Right? Let's, let's, Let's believe God that I'm going to, to forgive my wife, I'm going to forgive my husband, I'm going to forgive my kids unconditionally. Let's, let's, let's believe God for that. Let's believe God that I'm going, to, I'm going to do something different than I did yesterday, and I'm going to ex- and, and expect God to bless it and cause increase in my life. Let's just t- start taking little steps by the faith of, of God. You know, Praise God, it's there's testimony to testimony, video testimonies of, of people being raised from the dead. But if we're not believing God for a headache, if we're not learning to operate in the faith of Jesus for a headache, if, if, we're, if we're not believing God to love our neighbors with the love of Christ, no matter what jerks they are. We really think we're going to see transformation in our nation and in the world? See, this takes faith. It takes the faith of Christ to live the Christian life. And and religion has has dumbed it down. They made it something that we can obtain it. We, we, We almost sound like the Pharisees. I mean... The rubber hits the road when you just pull up, Jesus said, the works that I do, even greater works shall you do. You shall do the works that I did and even greater works. Let's just do the works he did. Let's start believing believing for that and let God bring in the the greater works. (laughs) We can forgive. We can forgive a person 490 times in one day by the faith of Christ. We can work miracles by the faith of Christ. We can receive words of knowledge. We can go the extra mile. We can cast out demons. We can see lives transformed. We can walk in unconditional love. We can have peace that passes all understanding, all by the faith of Christ. We can be everything that Jesus was and is. Is that what he he recreated us with his same spirit? He commanded us to do the works that he did. Because you, because I, because we, we have the same faith Jesus used and that he walked in these same kingdom realities when he was on earth. When it's Jesus' supernatural faith and not our limited human faith, it's capable of doing anything that he did. What would be the results? What would your, what would your life look like if you kept your mind stayed on, focused on the truth that we have the faith of the Son of God? See, we, the church spends more time on trying to show you how little faith you have and then, then sell you a book on how to get more. You have all you need. You, you have it all in Christ Jesus. You received the faith of Christ when you were born again. God gave it to you. 
It's a gift of his grace. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. That doesn't say to debase yourself and think of yourself lowly. Just don't think of yourself high, more higher than you should. Well, how high should I think of myself? It doesn't say. Look, according as God has dealt every man the measure of faith. God gave everyone the measure of faith. When did you receive the measure of God's faith? When you were born again. When you were born again. It's not a measure, but the measure of faith. Every single one of us in this room has the same exact amount of Christ's faith in us. There's not super dupers and party poopers. It's all, that was pretty good. That's, that's all, it's all the same faith. We've all been given the measure. There is no such thing as a believer having more faith than another believer. The only difference is one believer using their faith and the other not because they doubt. See, just like when the gospel is proclaimed and faith comes to receive the grace of Jesus Christ for salvation and people reject it, the same thing happens to Christians, to believers, when they hear scriptures like the works that I do and even greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. The same opportunity to doubt that scripture, the good news of the gospel found in that scripture, is the same doubt that causes people to refuse salvation. You don't have a faith problem, you have a doubt problem. And why do we doubt? Because we look at the seas boastfulest. We are more concentrated on human faith rather than the supernatural faith of God. We're more concentrated on our physical senses. We're more concentrated on our emotions. We're more concentrated on our bank account. We're more concentrated on what the doctor said. All these things. What does God say? What does God say? See, it's not about having great faith. It's having less doubt. It's all about keeping the doubt out. It's, it's keeping, it, and doubt is what, it, it keeps us from putting the faith of Jesus to work. Put it to work. Put your faith to work. Again, a couple weeks ago, that's what I asked. I said, what is your faith out doing for you? You've had two weeks. You should have an answer now. What is your faith doing? Faith is a fruit. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. You do not need more faith. It has been given to you as the fruit of your spirit. Your born-again, resurrected spirit has the faith of Christ already in it. It has the meekness of Christ already in it. It has the goodness of Christ already in it. It has the gentleness of Christ already in it. It has the temperance of Christ already in it. It has the love of Christ already in it. It has the joy of the Lord already in it. It has that, the peace of God already in it. These aren't things that we have to work for. These aren't things that we have to discipline ourselves for. These are things that we have to awaken to that is already ours in Christ Jesus. It's called effortless change. You don't have to do anything on your part. You just got to believe. And sometimes believing is the hardest thing, isn't it? Why? Because we got all these things contrary. We have the, the, the sea and the wind boastful, us, boastful 
this. King James. It was really blowing hard, and the waves were going crazy. And we're like Peter. We start to sink. Right? What did the wind and the waves have to do with Peter's ability to walk on water? Nothing. What do your circumstances have to do with what the Word of God, what Jesus Christ has already declared to be true in your life? Nothing. We manifest the fruit of faith by walking in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Right? It's not about having bigger faith or having little faith. We have all been given the measure of faith, the faith of the Son of God. You, if you believe that this morning, let's say it. I have the faith of the Son of God. It was a gift given to me by God. You have the faith of the Son of God. If you do not have the faith of the Son of God, you couldn't get saved. Because it sure wasn't your faith that saved you. Some just choose to manifest and walk in very little of the faith of God. No believer has a faith problem. This should be good news to you. You don't have a faith problem. Isn't that great news? I, I don't have, it, I'm not the, my, it's not my faith. It has nothing to do with my faith or getting more faith. I don't have a faith problem. That, that, that's going to set people free. Mm. That phrase right there, that I don't have a faith problem, if you, if you will accept that right now and make that your, the meditation of your heart and the confession of your lips on a daily basis that I have all the faith I need, I don't have a faith problem. There are so many people that don't allow the promises of God to manifest in their life because they have disqualified themselves because they think they have no faith. And unfortunately, the church has helped out. You have the faith, the faith of God. Amen? Okay, we're going to close. I'm glad this was a short one. See, the problem is you guys start pulling on me, and I talk about a bunch of stuff I'm not supposed to. Or maybe I'm supposed to. I don't know. Philemon, chapter 1, verse 6. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. That the communication of your faith may become effective, come alive, manifest, work. How? How does our faith work? How does it come alive? How does it manifest? How does it become effective? By acknowledging what's already in you in Christ Jesus. Your faith comes alive by acknowledging what Christ has already done. That's how you walk in the faith of Jesus, by just acknowledging what, God, what Jesus has done. What is, and this is why it's important to know what Jesus has done for your physical body. It, this is why it's important to know what, God, what Jesus has done for your emotional state, for your mental state. This is why it's important to know what God has to say about finances. You know, money, money doesn't matter in heaven. But ma I'm going to say money matters here on earth. It does. Try to do anything without money. See? Some of you got to get faith for that. And you guys are thinking, well, no, there's lots of things more important than money. Then why do you spend six days, seven days a week working eight, nine, ten hours a day chasing after it all week? <laughs> what does the Bible say about finances? What, is, what does the Bible 
It's about lining your life up with the Word of God and let God be true and every man a liar, even if that man is you. <laughs> we're, we're, we lie to ourselves more than anybody. We don't need more faith. We don't need to ask God for more faith. Man, the more, more of these messages I preach, your guys' prayer life is probably getting cut shorter and shor shorter. We don't need to ask for more faith. We don't have a faith shortage. The problem is not that the faith that God has given us is defective. The problem is that we have a knowledge problem. Most people do not know that they were given the faith as a gift when they receive salvation. We don't need to focus on our level of faith. We don't need to beg and plead with God to increase our faith. No, we need to start acknowledging everything that is in you in Christ Jesus. That when you were born again, you were given the supernatural faith of God as a sovereign choice by God putting you in to Christ forever. Amen. Amen. This, this, is, this, is, this is so good. This is, this is what I, be, I, I believe that, that, that the church universal, church, I'm believing that the church universal is, an awake, is awakening. There's an awakening that's going to happen. And it won't be all churches. And, and there's going to be some churches that say, cast stones at other churches. But I believe that there is an awakening that's going to happen where the, where the glory of God, where, where the truth of who we are in Christ Jesus is going to start manifesting at an ever-increasing rate. It's not going to be one person. It's not going to be some super-duper that, that causes it to happen. It's not, it's not going to be like in the day, days of old where well, a little revival happened here and a little awakening happened here. No, it's going to be the body of Christ, average citizens in the kingdom of heaven that gets a revelation of who they are in Christ Jesus and just says, you know what? I'm going to put my faith to work and see what God will do. Amen? Amen. You've been listening to a message from Karis New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.karisntc.org. And remember, you are deeply loved, highly favored, and destined to reign in Christ Jesus.